Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Is it all in your head? What causes stage fright? This article is written by Gary Ginard. Does your speech anxiety bug you because you know there is no reason for it? Is it all in your head? Well, yes, it is. This is your brain on stage fright. Speech anxiety can really drive us nuts, can't it? It's one thing to go through the nervous anticipation, negative self-talk, lack of focus while speaking, and all of the physical symptoms. It's one thing to go through the nervous anticipation, negative self-talk, lack of focus while speaking, and all of the physical symptoms. On top of all that, you may be constantly reminded that there is no rational reason for you to be distressed. Actually, that's perfectly true. On the other hand, you're hardwired for stage fright. So, what's a speaker to do? Is it all in your mind? If you are extremely apprehensive about speaking, in addition to the fear itself, you may feel confused. You may understand, for instance, that you are an expert in your field with years of experience and no problems having conversations about it. You may understand, for instance, that you are an expert in your field with years of experience and no problems having conversations about it. Therefore, you may wonder why you go through nervousness or dread over public speaking. But fear isn't a rational process. It doesn't do any good to tell yourself that your response is all in your mind. It's true that there are powerful neurological reactions that are responsible for some of your fear. Emotional and social responses, negative self-talk and physiological reactions all play a role in how speech anxiety manifests itself. British voice coach Patsy Rodenberg, who works with high-profile actors on the English stage, claims that according to a medical study, an actor going on stage for a press night when theater critics are invited undergoes the same tension as a victim in a major car accident. That certainly indicates major stress, but it also means major excitement, the positive state you want to get to. Let's look first at how your mind creates the fearful experience of stage fright. The brain, emotions, and public speaking. The prefrontal cortex and limbic system. Homo sapiens means wise 
or thinking human being. Homo sapiens means wise or thinking human being. That attribute so critical to our, our nature as a dominant species can get in our way when we speak in public. That's because it can be hard to turn our powerful brains off. The executive part of our brain or prefrontal cortex is designed to control thought, reasoning, emotion, and planning. And in the human brain, it's really massive, taking up early one third of the neocortex or outer layer of the brain. In our nearest relatives, uh, okay, an important part of the prefrontal cortex is the limbic system. An important part of the prefrontal cortex is the limbic system, a C-shaped structure deep in the brain, which is that organ's emotional center, limbic system. While generating emotional responses, the limbic system also communicates with the centers of higher consciousness and is involved in instinctive behaviors. Limbic memory. Another important function of the limbic system is its power to embed emotional memories. Pleasant, dangerous, or otherwise significant events in our lives are encoded via the limbic system as encounters we remember long after the original encoding event. This has particular significance regarding learned events in public speaking. Often these are negative experiences frequently, but not always occurring when we are young, in which we learn that speaking in public is dangerous or just something that we don't do well. I call it learning to fail. Significantly, it can undermine our confidence for years after the original event. Significantly, it can, significantly, sorry, uh, <clears throat> significantly, it can undermine our confidence for years after the original event. One of my clients, for instance, was chosen years ago to deliver a speech to the entire high school in his senior year. He wasn't particularly nervous, but partway through the speech, everything seemed to fall apart and he openly struggled with reaching the end of the talk. He considered the speech a very public failure. From that point on, <clears throat> he was convinced that he wasn't any good at speaking in public. Another client shared with me her triggering, fearful event. When she was a girl, her sister locked her in a closet and left the room for some minutes. It was a terrifying experience because it taught my client how vulnerable she is. She added after telling me this, I love my sister dearly and we are great friends as adults, yet that event of long ago undermined her confidence in any situation where she feels vulnerable, like getting up in front of others. Notice how, in this instance, the initiating event had nothing to do with public speaking. Uh, 
it didn't matter because her limbic brain retained this traumatic emotional memory under the category of situations where I'm vulnerable and should be afraid. In my next blog, I look more closely at the section of the brain which actually sets off the alarm bells. This is the area that's involved when you suddenly go blank at the opening of a speech or when you panic and start looking for the exits. It's called the uh, amygdala. Amygdala, sorry. It's called the amygdala. Amygdala. A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A. And it is squarely at the intersection of the public speaking situation and a fearful response to it. Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah. This is Dr. Khalid Ibrahim Al-Dosri uh, from Dammam, Saudi Arabia, recording this beautiful article for you. Peace, salam.